You know what's interesting is is Satan took so much away from him, but he figured the worst thing he could do was leave his wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, her only advice to him was curse <laughs> God and die. Curse God and die. Curse God and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pastor's Hangover. That's right. That is our new podcast, and I'm so excited. Joined by some yes. pastors, Hal Mayer hello, this hello. morning, Daryl Black, and yes. Craig Altman. Yes, big hangover this morning. For sure. <laughs> we definitely had some questions about yeah. the name yeah. last week. Yeah, I don't know why, we, but I, it's a good name. It gets people's attention. <laughs> There's a reason why. There's a reason. Craig, Craig's like, well, I don't know. I wasn't well, a part tell of it. Me the reason so, again. Explain it. Explain it to him. Well, the, the pastor's hangover, it's what every pastor has on Monday because the weekend is, you know, we, we talked about it. It's, yeah. uh, it's a big emotional, all that spiritual yeah. battle. True. So Monday morning you wake up, you're dead, tired. you're tired, and yeah. you're going, why did I say that? I yeah. wish I would have said that. I wish I would have explained something different. Yeah. So, and these are going to really yeah. serve a lot of weeks as an extension of yep. what we talked about on the weekend. Yes. Yeah. So that, Hey, that kind of hangover feeling, sh- should I have said this? Could I have said more? What right. else could I dive into? This is going to yeah. be a deeper dive yeah. into those topics. So this week we're going to be talking about firm foundation, yes. the incredible message by Tony Evans. Yeah. It is called grit. If you're going to look it up, we definitely suggest message. you watch mm-hmm. it. Um, alongside this podcast, Grit by Tony Evans. You can find it on our YouTube or Spotify. Yeah, I went to the incredible message, and I left after first service, went to the Buccaneer game, went from grit and determination and excitement to a bad hangover. (laughs) uh, Foundations weren't there. The basics weren't there. We lost the game, but that's my hangover. But we'll go on to things that God cares about. I don't think God cares about football. No, no, I think no, he does. He does. I, f- I feel like God cares about football. Huh, that's why, are you shaking, why are you shaking your head? I don't know. Here, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Since, since, <laughs> okay. we're, since we're in the hangover okay. and we're talking about things, you know, we wish we had to say or didn't say. Yeah. Uh, Craig, can you think of one thing you said in a message that you go, ooh, I wish I didn't say yeah. that? Yeah, my son one time, I think it's the only time he's commented on my message. He's about 10 years old. It was the beginning of the year, and I said, hey, we all need to have a, have a fresh start. But I didn't say start. I said fresh fart. <laughs> and that's the only thing he remembered. Dad, that was really funny. So that was not a good uh, – that wasn't a good start to a new year. No, that wasn't. So. All right, what about you guys? <laughs> Hal and Daryl, oh anything gosh. you said? I'm just happy so much of my first years of ministry were not recorded. Um, I, I know mm-hmm. I said some stuff in youth ministry. I'm just trying to think of what – I don't know. That's um, right. You don't have to force something. It may come yeah. to you later. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl, I know you've had a lot of – Bloopers, yeah, not not <laughs> preaching, but leading worship. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've had some real bloopers. I, yeah. I had one where I was I was yelling at the audience. Mm. Oh. That'll encourage people. Oh yeah, it was it was horrible because I I had such a good time in worship in my own personal time. I thought sh- they should be having the same experience, mm-hmm. and, they and so they weren't until I was upset. <laughs> so I was like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, don't you love Jesus? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with Guilt you? Guilt them into it. It's it, powerful. It, it, went, it went horrible. And, yeah. and, and it my, didn't work? It didn't work yeah. at all. Wow. And my mentor wow. at the time pulled me aside after service and was yeah. like, what was that? Yeah. I was that like, is I was like, I'm passionate. Yeah. So, and now, I, and that does remind me of, of one. I was in youth ministry, and I was mad 
because I kept telling jokes and none of the kids laughed. Mm. And I literally, Same today, yeah. I literally got mad. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with you guys? This is funny. Yeah. And then they started laughing because I got mad. There you go. But there it, you it go. was not a good, a that good situation. That is hysterical. Whew. The early days. Yeah. So we are going to chat about firm foundation yeah. Yeah. and, you know, building your house on stone, building your house on sand. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd love to hear your guys just, you know. Well, I can't think of that. a better time to do it. Mm-hmm. I mm. mean, with all the yeah. instability in our world and people's personal lives, I mean, really the breakdown of the family unit, which Tony referred to that, yeah, you know, right. that the storms are coming. I love the verse in Matthew mm-hmm. seven, when mm-hmm. the storms come. Right. When, yeah. Mm-hmm. When. And so we know they're coming. It's like, what are you building your house on? You know, the sand or the rock sand is something very temporary. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people don't mean to, but they really are. Even Christians are building their life on temporary things, things mm-hmm. that aren't going to matter when the storms come, you know, and I, I'll mm-hmm. say this as kind as a know how I love sports and I love kids sports. My kids played sports, but nowadays I mean, I'm talking about building. I mean, the, 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 the commitment it takes for your kid to be in some kind of league or soccer or football, mm-hmm. and it, now it's taken over weekends. And, yeah. and, and here they are focusing on this. And I, I love it. I love sports. But, but when you start missing 8, 10, 12, 15 weeks of community and mm-hmm. church and the word, yeah. you're talking about building a house on a rock, and then you wonder why my kid doesn't want to come to youth group because they got so out of it. I, I, I know I'm getting off a little bit, but, no, but no. in a way – foundations start with repetition it right. starts with yeah. good habits mm-hmm. whether it's in your personal walk you know uh reading the word on a daily basis you know do, do not forsake the gathering of yourself together being in a group you do those things consistently that's all part of that mm-hmm. that foundation the relationships mm-hmm. we need you know yeah. the bible says bad company ruins good morals well good company then must do something really good for you too yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so some of it starts the simple things, you know. No, you're you're right. I mean, I remember in youth ministry not seeing kids for entire years because not just because of one sport, but their parents had them in every sport at the yeah. same time, and that was the thing. And, it, and it's tough to say. It's tough to to say, hey, you know, you should you should back off this. But at the same time, you always have to look to the future of what is this? What's the best possible outcome of yeah. this? Um, what is it that we're building on here? Because is the best possible outcome this is a college pro type deal, or is the best possible outcome they become good at a sport and it kind of ends? But right. then what the happens after that? Right, behind. the spiritual yeah. parts left behind yeah. the, all the other sides. And so I, I heard somebody say, you know, I don't, I don't want to pay somebody to father my my child. Yeah. And so, and that's what tends to happen a lot of times when they're involved in so many sports. Yeah. I'm not against sports at all. No, I grew I mean, up we're all in sports. sports. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think there has to be a place where parents. Uh, have wisdom to go. This is where we're going to draw the line because this needs to be important. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I played sports all through high school. Played basketball. Played football one year. wasn't that great. <laughs> well, I gave up. Uh, I didn't have the grit. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got hit really good one time, and I was like, mm, "This is not my sport." There you <laughs> go. Played basketball, but ran track. I was in choir, whole bunch of stuff. But my father was very persisted in the fact that church comes first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we told our coaches, hey, Daryl's going to be late because he was at church or Daryl's not coming because yeah. he was at church. And so, and our coaches were like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was never a complaint. I, I was late to games sometimes because we had Bible study and they dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And I was still a star athlete. Right. You know, so I, I think when you put, when you put God first mm-hmm. and you make that a responsibility that, hey, God is first. This is just me allowing you to play sports. It's good, maybe good for you. Yeah. But the foundation is Christ first. Yeah. And so I thank God for parents that, that made sure, hey, 
let's keep this first always. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and this may been always all my life. And I did the same thing for our children as well. Yeah. And they played sports. And I got a daughter right now who's playing volleyball everywhere. Yeah. But they know, hey, when we got church, we got church. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that we went in this direction. That was one of the first questions that we got was, how do I do this? How do right. I build my life on that firm foundation mm-hmm. in the chaos, in the busyness of every day? Yeah, I think yeah. there's so many distractions. It's kind of like you got this jar with the rocks. You got to put the big rocks in first because mm-hmm. if you let all the little rocks, I'm not saying they're not important, the big rock. And the big rocks are, you know, your 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 personal time with the God, you yeah. know, your personal reading time. Um relationship community your church those are the those are the big rocks and uh and that's putting him first and that's how you begin to build that foundation Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i think sometimes the the question is is like how do i build on a firm foundation is where you where are you starting from right and so when you asked the question it made me remember when my wife and i were building our home it was the first thing they did is they excavate they clear the ground. Mm-hmm. They, they get it prepared to set the foundation. And I think that's a part we don't do. Mm-hmm. We don't get all the stuff out of the way. We want to build the foundation on top of the stuff we're already doing. The rubble. That's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. It's like, no, you got to clear the ground first. So you, that means you have to be intentional about moving things out of the way mm-hmm. that are not priorities. Mm-hmm. Get them out of the way. Move them to the side. Throw them away. And then begin to build the foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I just goes back to this too. And I know pastor Craig, this is, this is big. I know we've talked about this a lot. I've got a lot of emails lately on how do I know the Bible's true? Yeah. And uh, the thing is, if you don't come to the point where you know the Bible's true, you won't study it. If you don't study it, you don't have a foundation. Yeah. Like you have to have something that's unmoving, unchanging. Yeah. And, and that's the hard part in society today because people believe, Oh, I can just change truths at any moment. Well, if you don't have something that's stable, that stays the same, then you're, you're not going to be able to have a firm foundation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you don't know God's word and, and look, coming on the weekends, great. Even going to a small group is awesome. But if you don't spend some time getting to know God's word and there's so many ways of doing that, uh, when it comes up to the hard things in life, it, it's not going to be there. You're not going to have the, the wisdom to make the right decision in that moment. Well, you think about firm foundation, you think about human opinion or culture, mm-hmm. human opinion and culture change every 10 years yes, yeah. you go back they had a different a stance on a lot of controversial subjects 40 years ago they changed 30 years 20 they're changing god's never changed that's mm-hmm. the firm yeah. foundation whether you uncomfortable with the truth or not it's not convenient many times yeah. especially based on what culture or human opinion is it is the truth and you yeah. have to start there and trust it and, and there's a lot of times to be honest with you that i have to trust the truth even if i don't understand it yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the faith part. Like God's a good God. He's Mm -hmm. way smarter than me. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Quit trying to be God and just admit the things you don't understand, but still trust him. It's like a father and a child relationship. They don't understand. They tell you to, you know, you can tell them, but they don't understand all, but they need to trust and obey because you're a good father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing how much stuff we trust that we don't understand, except when it comes to the Bible. Mm-hmm. except when it comes to faith. It's like, ah, I don't know about that. You, you don't understand how your car works. Right. But you trust that right. it'll get you where you need to be. I don't, I, I still don't know how a microwave works. I just know <laughs> it heats up the food from the middle out. I don't know why that makes any sense at all, but I still put my <laughs> yeah. food in the microwave. And so mm-hmm. we, we trust all these things yeah. uh, that we don't understand completely. But then we say, well, in order for me to trust God, I need to understand it completely. Mm-hmm. There's an element of faith that we have to have, and, and God has been consistent enough 
to to uh, that we can honor his word and believe what he's going to say. And you know, you know, go back to the archives. Really, we could spend a lot of time on that, but mm-hmm. we have archives of of why yeah. we can trust the Bible, why we can believe the Bible, why the Bible is inspired by God. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of confirmation through yep. science and through prophecy. Yep. So go back to some of those series because yeah, you have to start there, right, Al? Yeah, just this past year you did one on why I can trust the Bible, then I did one a year ago on, in our Truth Over Trend series. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do, and, and one of the things with God, it's 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 interesting how we can go, but God, have you seen it from this perspective? Yet yeah, we understand like when an adult is talking to a child, like, of course the adult knows what's going on, but I don't know if we fully like fathom how much older God is than us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like how much more he's seen, like we said, his ways are above our ways, but we really, it's hard for us to see ourselves as children yeah. as mm-hmm. like not being able to see the full picture because what we see, we think is important yeah. because, mm-hmm. but we just, we don't, we don't see all of it. Yeah. It's not yeah. possible to see all of it, but we don't like putting ourselves in that position of, I may not know something. And so I'd rather go off of what I know and what I see than assume that God sees something that I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it, like, but it is. It's going back to God's word and seeing how how He has worked through you know the years, the, the thousands of years there to see where He is today to understand Him a little bit more. And I always I always ask the question, guys. I'm like, what's the worst that has happened when people truly follow after God? Yeah. Like not become religious right. when they truly follow after mm-hmm. God. Please tell me the bad consequences of that. Better relationships, yeah. like what? What is it that goes badly there? Yeah, like e- even the things that people don't like to talk about. Like what? What's the worst thing that happens if you abstain yeah, from sex before marriage? About it. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Just, just tell me what the worst thing is. And it, it's just kind of funny when you think through those things. It, it's not that we don't think it's a better way. It's just not the fun way. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. it's not the way that we want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you really look at the outcome, I mean, all of us have been pastoring for years. It yeah. breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. When I see people go through something, and yep. I think what to- Dr. Tony Evans says, the storm reveals the foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go through something, and you see them falling apart, it breaks your heart, and you go, man, I guess they weren't founded mm-hmm. on the word. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and that, I just know there's going to always going to be a better outcome mm-hmm. getting that foundation as, as you know, Jesus tells us to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I love the way Dr. Evans talked about it. He called the season of life, he said, there's going to be hurricane season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the if, it's the yeah. when. I'd love to hear you guys talk about, you know, the hurricane season, like maybe what that looks like in your life or what, what, what do we do when it looks like the whole world is crumbling and we're like crying out to God, how could this happen? Mm. What, what can people do? You know, <laughs> you, you, you're looking at me and all I can think about is when I first, when I moved here, my wife had been here a week. They got here, with, and it's hurricane season. Mm. We'd never been through a hurricane. <laughs> so we're talking about actual this hurricane real, season in Tampa now. Yeah, so we're, we're in Tampa. And you, you didn't realize yet that the weather reporters work with Home Depot? I didn't know that. And public. <laughs> and so I don't yeah, know yeah. anything about hurricane season at all. And I'm moving here, and, and my wife gets here the first week, so the move wasn't great, and she gets here. And it's a hurricane. I think it's Hurricane Ian or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And we don't know what to do. We have no idea how to prepare for what's going on. Oh, my gosh. And so I go to Home Depot thinking, okay, I'm I'm going to go to Home Depot. I'm going to get some wood. And I go there to get some wood. There's no wood. Mm -hmm. Like all the shelves are bare. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we'll go go to Walmart. I'm going to get water. There's no water. And so I'm driving around. My wife is driving around. My wife, she's she's gotten a, a, a generator. She's got two generators. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. She, because we, we don't know what's yeah. going to happen. I, yeah. so we spent 
two hours with the neighbors who convinced us everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, everything's going to be fine. And then I wake up the next morning, the day that Ian is supposed to come in, those neighbors are boarding up their house. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they just told us they, everything is yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they haven't boarded their house in 40 years. <laughs> and then that oh, morning, gosh. they're boarding up their house. Gosh. And so I'm, I'm leaving to go to the gas station because I at least want to have gas in the car in case we got to go somewhere. And I'm pulling out of my driveway and I'm like, hey, Larry. And he's like, yeah, my wife told me to board the house up. I was like, you're kidding me. And so I don't know what to do. So I go to the gas station. I come back home. And my wife goes, you wouldn't believe what I just saw. Because I didn't have the guts to tell her. She's like, Larry's boarding up his house. I was like, yeah. She says, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to sit here and just pray and believe that this is where God wants us to be. And this is going to be fine. We don't know anything else. And we're getting text and emails from friends in other parts of the country. And they're like, are you okay? Is everything all right? It's like, yeah. And our, our faith was in, this is where God told us to be. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. And God just telling me you're going to, now my house, the hurricane was in the house. It wasn't outside. (laughs) There was wind and there was rain, but there was more anxiety happening in the house than Mm -hmm. anything. But we did what we knew to do. We prayed, we we worshiped together, we sat together, and we said, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, yeah. but God is going to take care of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- that's in, in those times where there's chaos happening, the best thing that you can lean on is, what did God say? Yep. He says, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going right. to be with you in the middle of this. I love uh, that uh, Dr. Evans used the story of Jesus being on the boat yeah. with the disciples. And he says, hey, we're going to go to the other side. But then there's the storm. Yet Jesus is sleeping on a pillow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the best thing they could have done, I love that he said, it's got a pillow too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And because the, the hurricane is going to happen, I never told you that it was going to be comfortable. I told you that we'd make it. Mm-hmm. And he was in the boat with him. And he's in the he's boat. He's always in the boat with us, mm-hmm. no matter what mm-hmm. the storm is. And that's the main, when you say, what are you doing? How do you prepare? I mean, don't panic, first of all. Yeah. I, I tell you, when you panic and make bad decisions in the midst of a, a hurricane in your life, mm. they're bad decisions. You know, I always tell people, don't make decisions on emotional highs or lows. Right. You know, but when you're in a storm, the worst thing you can do is panic. You just got to uh, buckle down and believe, hey, God's going to be with me in this storm, the storm of relationship, the storm of finances, but don't panic. Mm-hmm. I've seen people panic in these instances, and um, mm-hmm. you can't panic. You just got to be still, mm-hmm. know that he's God, and uh, and really trust and, and believe. It seems so basic, but man. Yeah, yeah and I would mm-hmm. say this. You need some people around you to help you in that because if we sit alone for too long in the storm, we start to imagination we start to imagine yeah. we start yeah. to believe a lot of things that aren't real because especially when the storm's a longer one you're, you're going to need some people to come alongside you and go hey you got this yep. there is something on the other side you may not see it but we see what god is doing and yeah and i think that's the, that's the hard part it's and i would say in this like the, the hard part in it is when you make emotional decisions on the low like you were talking about pastor craig you into you, you tend to extend the storm yeah. uh, without without realizing it yeah you had it, we make the bad decision to get a momentary glimpse of happiness or momentary glimpse of, of an end, but it ends up just extending it as we continue to learn whatever it is that we need to learn as we're walking through it. 
And so it, it can be tough. And now we're also not saying that if category uh, hur- five hurricane comes that uh, you should just sit in your house and pray, but, yeah. um, <laughs> no, do not recommend. but I didn't board up my house either, but I've been, I grew up in South Florida and I'm like, this is, this is going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but, but all know, of our you neighbors a good left. foundation. I mean, yeah. I mean, back to the hurricane yeah. in Florida, you know, most of the damage oh, yeah. in Florida is not the wind. It's, mm-hmm. it's flooding. Mm-hmm. Most houses are built on a pretty good foundation unless you live in a mobile home, right. things like that. So back to trusting the foundation. We can trust our foundation in Christ, mm-hmm. that he's got us. He's our heavenly father. He knows about the, the birds of the air and the lilies yeah. of the field, mm-hmm. and he's going to take care of us. And, man, we got to get back to a real basic trust in our heavenly father in yeah. the midst of, you know, the Psalms, you know, 23. Yeah. In the valley, I will be with you. Thou art with me. And, you know, I mean, David was a shepherd, but he is with us in the valleys. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the most powerful things that happened over the weekend, and I know many of you weren't at man event, um, was pastor, uh, not pastor, but Tony Dungy shared his, uh, his story and he just kind of went through all the highs in his life and you could go, Oh wow. That's amazing. Like what a blessed life. And then he showed all the lows in life and then kind of showed them together. I think it was just a perfect depiction of what, what life looks like. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we, we just assume people aren't going through the storms. Yeah. To have really good foundations sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is you want to get near some people that have, that love God, that have walked through some things that can help yeah. you understand what it looks like on the yeah. other side and what mm-hmm. it looks like to go through it. Yeah. Because what we tend to do is we tend to make the storm worse, not understanding that it's possible to get through it. Yeah. And Tony's just Tony's story, just the timeline was so powerful. Just seeing the, 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 the highs, the lows, but God still bring him through it at every yeah. moment. How God's used yeah, them. I think the Old Testament gives us the greatest storm that ever hit a person was Job. Mm-hmm. We don't like oh, reading yeah. it. It was tough, man. Even reading it, what he the loss uh, of everything from children to his health to his finances. But then, and mm-hmm. I think around Job forty-two, mm-hmm. uh, God tells jo- God tells Job, "Brace yourself like a man." Mm-hmm. And He says, "I'm going to tell you because He was asking why, and I think we do ask why, and, yeah. and it's hard. But He never gives him an answer. Mm-hmm. He just says, "Here's who I am." Yeah, and uh, and I think that's the hardest thing in the midst of a storm because there's loss. We all have had loss. We, yeah. uh, I don't, I won't know some of that till I get to heaven. Mm-hmm. But I gotta trust God's still gonna work things for good, and that's yeah. what He did do in Job's life. But yeah. it's hard in the middle of a storm. That's why you need people, you need community, mm-hmm. you need the Word, mm-hmm. you need to be encouraged in the church. Yes, yeah. You know, as I heard a pastor talk about Job's life, and he said, you know, what's interesting is. Is Satan took so much away from him, but he figured the worst thing he could do was leave his wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, her only advice to him was curse, was God, curse and die. God and die. Curse God and die. Yeah. Which, which has got to be hard because when you love somebody yeah. and you see them going through, yeah, I I could understand you're his wife's you're defending position. The wife. Okay. I yeah. I can understand yeah. her going, "Come on, man, like this is going really bad for you." Yeah, but mm-hmm. foundation matters. I mean, God, yeah. it, but you said you got to remember what did God say and. God never answers them, but God spends seven chapters mm-hmm. telling Job who he is. Yeah, the yep. creator of it's all like this, yeah. seven chapters saying, here's who I am. And so it, it I think it further solidifies Job's uh, foundation yeah. to, to be reminded, even though he had questions, mm-hmm. God, is yes. not, God isn't answering his question like, uh, God, why are you doing this to me? And yeah. God goes, where were you? Where were you when I did all this? I'm this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So if at the end of that, Job is like, oh, okay, yeah, because mm-hmm. and and without that, I think uh, Tony said, Tony Evans said, uh, we want we want skies. What did he say? 
we we want skyscraper lives on chicken coop foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're we're expecting God to do all these great things or our lives to look a certain way, but the foundation isn't sure. Yeah. If you don't know who God is and he and if he's not that in your life, then you'll never have a skyscraper life. Mm-hmm. You'll never be able to endure the storm because he's not all of those things to you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I love that God reminds us mm-hmm. to remind ourselves yeah. Yeah. This is who God is. Yeah. And so, because we're, we're really good at forgetting. Yeah. I think one of the best things Job said in the midst of his storm or after the storm was, will I not bless God in hard times? Mm-hmm. It's easy to bless God in good times. And yeah. I think the foundation will help you go, wait a minute, this isn't the end. Right. We yeah. always feel mm-hmm. like it's the end. It's yeah. over. It's mm-hmm. never going to work out. The finances, the relationship. But no, my foundation's in him. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to believe that God's going to, still be God and, and, and deliver me through this yeah. storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 That's awesome. Just a, a tougher question. You know, when I think about the boat and I think about the story of Mark and I think about the pillow, right? The, the mm-hmm. pastor, you know, Tony Evans really said he had a pillow. Like he knew he, he didn't just fall asleep. Yeah. Like he was taking yeah. a nap and he had planned to, you tuck that pillow in, yeah. you're mm-hmm. feeling good. You're mm-hmm. getting cozy. So when I think about, what, those that were on the boat had this false anxiety. Like they were going to get there, whether they were anxious or they were napping, mm-hmm. they were going to get to the same place. Yeah. So can we just talk about that false anxiety that people might create in their own lives? And how do we, how do we mediate that? I mean, I just think that's a big buzzword. A lot of people are talking about it. And I think, you know, there, there is a, some reality to what people are yeah. going through. Absolutely. Yeah. But some of it is self-induced where right. I could be grabbing a pillow in a lot of situations. So I well, just... anxiety is worry and worry is when you focus on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I've never seen worry add one moment to a person's life. Like Jesus said, so yeah. back mm-hmm. to your point, they forgot what Jesus said. We're going to go to the other side. We yeah. forget the promise. We forget who God is. And I think, you know, that you, when you focus on the wrong thing, you can have high anxiety. Mm-hmm. When you start focusing on the right thing, you may still have the same circumstances, the wind and the waves, but mm-hmm. you're in a different place. Mm-hmm. There can be a peace yeah. on the inside, even yeah. though there's chaos on the outside. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's like that every time for me, but I remember moments where I just had to not panic. Oh, wait a minute. This is really trying to freak me out, but mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on who he is and mm-hmm. and it really has yeah. helped get me through some things you yeah. know as a church yeah. in 30 years and and some of the stuff that we've had to work through I, I had to go wait a minute god you're you're in charge i'm doing the best i can to follow you i'm not gonna panic i'm not gonna focus on the negative or what we see like the 10 spies came back what were they focused on the giants the and giants, land we yeah. can't conquer two came back and go we can do this mm-hmm. it's what are you focusing on is a huge part of you know yeah. worry or peace yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I think that's why I think in the middle of some of these things, one of the best things you can do is a technology fast. Because I think one of the biggest things that brings in anxiety into our lives is not just our own lives, but everybody else's life. There's the FOMO of missing out. There's yeah. the idea of everybody else my age is doing this. Uh, everybody else's life is better. Everybody in and, and it's we have not just the anxiety of our own lives. We have the anxiety of everybody else's life in our life. And so it's crazy when you look at the stats and all of that. And like I've said this before, nobody's ever taken a fast from social media and said, you know what? I felt worse after that. <laughs> Everyone no always way. says the same yeah. thing. I felt better after that. Yeah. Yet then we go back into it. And, and so I do. I think in today's world, the reason one of the reasons anxiety is so high is because 
it's like you said, we're focusing on anything but Jesus, and we have way more things to focus on than yeah. we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. Can I way just, more things. Well, the one the most ridiculous one. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm going to offend a lot of people, but can we offend people on this podcast? Yes. yes. Sure. Yes. We named it the we, Pastor's Hangover. We created hangover. something. It's called Climate, climate Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm. Climate. So I'm worried so much that I, about the climate. And listen, I'm all for environmental mm-hmm. uh, measures, and yeah. but it's gotten so overboard, focusing on things that possibly maybe could happen right. 80, 100 years from now. Mm-hmm. And I have a whole different view on climate than, than anyway, th- this whole climate anxiety is one of those fake yeah. anxieties. Yep. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, when yeah. you got a little girl standing up there three years ago crying that, you know, you're killing the world and we're going to be over in 10, 15 years, the world's done. I'm, I'm sorry. A lot of bad information. Yeah. Well, well, that and if we really, yeah, this is a whole bunch to get into, but me, myself, I don't have the ability to do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I think that's the greatest anxiety is when we worry about things that we literally Can't don't control. have the ability to yeah. control. Right. Yeah. It's like the same thing. We, you know, we're going to have an election coming up in a little bit. Like yeah. mm-hmm. my vote matters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I have no ability to control any of it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the ability to control any of those things. And so there's going to be a ton of anxiety coming out and you're going to see people, no matter yeah. which way the vote goes, you're going to yeah. see people's lives that yeah. feel like they're ruined. Yeah. And yeah. you're going, but, but you, you didn't have control over that. Right. So, and, and I don't see when the Bible says governor is my savior anyway. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it's just, there's so many things that we worry about that. Yeah. I just go, wow. This my, is what my, the people want to hear. This is the good stuff right here. My, my daughter, who who sometimes struggle with anxiety, I'm talking to her the other day, and she was had to make a decision, and she was like, "Dad, I'm 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 anxious over this, and I don't know what to do." And I said, "I said, what can you do about it?" I said, "If you can do something about it, then why are you anxious? If you can control mm-hmm. it, then just do it." But your issue is you want to control the outcome in areas that you can't control the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're anxious about is that you want to see the end. You don't get to see the end. Mm-hmm. God doesn't promise that we get to see the end. Mm-hmm. You get to make the decision that you get to make right now mm-hmm. and make that decision. And, and cause if you can't, if you can do something about it, there's no reason for you to be anxious. If you can't do anything about it, there's no reason for you to be anxious. So, Live in what God has given you the ability to do and keep on moving. And, I said, mm-hmm. and, and my father used to say this, if you're going to pray, don't worry. But if you're going to worry, don't pray. Mm-hmm. So yeah. pick, pick a thing. But don't, yeah. don't, you can't, you don't get to do both. <laughs> so if you're praying, you're saying, God, I'm giving it over to you. And whatever the outcome is, that's what it is. Yeah. And I'm going to let you have it. So, um, yeah, a- anxiety is a killer. And the Bible gives us the cue. You already said it. Anxiety gives us the cues of what to do. You know, and God knows we're going to be anxious. He knows it's Philippians when He says, "Don't be anxious for nothing." You it's hard. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, when you are anxious, here's what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Think on these things. That's right. What's right. What's true? What's just? What's of good report? What's mm-hmm. praiseworthy? Here's what you do. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing that's going to get you out of this anxiety-ridden circle that yeah. you're in right. anyway. And so, change yeah. your thinking, change your focus. Exactly. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. as long as we do that and commit to doing that, mm-hmm. and, and as I told my daughter, I said, you have to practice peace. That's mm-hmm. good. You got to practice saying good things because yeah. we're really good at rehearsing yeah. the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you got to turn the TikTok off. That's why you got to turn oh it because we we're just rehearsing it over and over and over. There's a trend. Yeah. That's a trend on TikTok right now, which is the trend is leaving your phone at home while you go for a walk. 
and and people are doing Has it. Has that like, ever happened? Before? Like they just made it up. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. I'm gonna write that one down. That's the, that's that's yeah. the trend. It's like, hey, I just I just came back from a walk, and it was without a, my phone. Without my phone, was it like was naked. amazing. Yeah, like no clothes on. <laughs> I was like. And people are talking. People are literally on TikTok talking about how what an accomplishment. Yes, they they feel more refreshed and they feel yeah. they can hear more and they feel more at peace and all that stuff because they didn't have their phone. I'm like, oh, no kidding. Yeah. Right. Go for a walk without your phone. <laughs> right. So now we made fun of climate anxiety and and people well, holding on their phones. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. crazy? I'm, I want to go, guys. My parents didn't know where I was for at least five to six hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> there was no phone on me. Like no. there was just at some point, my dad would yell at the front. You know, I'd have to find a way to get back home. But exactly. You know, it's funny. I, I heard a pastor say this. I thought it was so good. He goes, "If after you're praying, you don't feel better, you're not praying. You're just complaining mm. because you're not unloading it. You're just." You're just mad at God about it. And that's yeah. the thing. We got we to gotta actually realize how big our God is and what he can do. And once you understand that, mm-hmm. then you can unload and yeah. give him what's on your shoulders that you were never meant to carry. Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. just see God as somebody that doesn't care or isn't that big of a... Not personal. Or, yeah, yeah, then, then you're just going to complain to him and go, yeah. well, I prayed. No, that's not praying. That's mm-hmm. just complaining. Wow. We kind of moved from that to found foundations and worry, but that's good because yeah. your foundations... Is about focus. Yeah, it about is. About knowing who you are. And uh, we hope this helped you today. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us of another episode of The Pastor's Hangover. We will see you guys next week. All right.